0: Welcome to this episode of Unraveling the Veil with your host, Yara Rose, also known as Katie Mosier from the YaraRose.com website. That is Y-A-R-A-R-O-S-E.com. Today, I am so excited to have you all here. I'm going to be talking about legacy and our legacy that we leave behind. I've never met a single person that didn't want their life to add value to the world in some way that if asked the question, if you were to die today, what would you want to be remembered for? I personally have never met a single person that would respond in my heart of hearts. I don't want to be remembered for anything. I just haven't. I haven't. There may be some people that feel that they are worthless, maybe right now in this moment. And maybe they would say that they should be forgotten because all they have done is caused people around them to feel harmed and full of pain and suffering. But I believe that's a reflection of their current perception, beliefs that are currently most prevalent in their mind right then. Um, But even so, I feel like if you push past those beliefs and pose the question to their true self, I'm positive that they would find a desire to be remembered for something. For some, the desire could be to be remembered as as a good family loving person that worked hard to support their family and kept them all safe and secure in every way that they could. Others may want to be among the rich and famous, remembered for their athletic career and contributions to the greatest professional sports league or musical performances that sold out countless stadiums. Regardless, we all want our lives to have served a purpose. When I attended my first therapy session, I was given the customary new admissions paperwork to complete. I was surprised to find a question in there about what I wanted my legacy to be. If I were to die tomorrow, what would be written about me on my tombstone. At the time, the question t- took me by surprise. I'd expected the typical family history questions about depression, anxiety, yada, 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 and that would have been fine. I honestly thought it was a bit morbid when I saw this question, but the more I reflected on it and the more I came to understand its purpose, it's about what kind of legacy you want to leave behind. According to Merriam-Webster's definition for the noun legacy, a legacy is a gift by will, especially of money or other personal property, or two something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor or from the past. Three, a candidate for membership in an organization who is given special status because of a familial relationship to a member. When I think of a person's legacy, I think of definitions one and two. I'm not sure how many people think about what they want their legacy to look like in those exact terms, but I do think that we all think regularly about how we want to be in the world and how we can make our impact, how we can add value to the point where when we are gone, our life will have mattered. I feel like sometimes that particular line of thought gets us very stressed out because There's so many people in the world that want to add value, that want to make a difference, and we all want to do it in our own unique way. And I think that there that adds so much pressure to how can we be, how can we show up in a way where the next person's not? And how can we do that in a way that will be remembered for it and where it will add value and it will make a big, profound difference? We all just want to make a difference. But I think that in doing so, sometimes when we think about it, We get caught up in the details and we get ourselves stressed out unnecessarily. I was thinking about this topic for a while now and it was so funny because there was a song that came on my playlist that I was really into and for those of you that have been following me for a while, you know that my spiritual community likes to send me certain songs as I would say kind of prepping me for a specific topic that we're going to be talking about that really resonate with that topic and really capture the essence of it. The song for this Legacy podcast that really captured it is by Daughtry, and I apologize if I say that wrong because I'm not very good at pronouncing names, and it's called Heavy is the Crown, and I'm just going to read a couple of the lyrics just because I like to show how it relates to the topic at hand, and it says... Never needed any reason to find deliverance. Like a cancer running through my veins, oh, it's never going to give in. See them march like lambs to the slaughter. Toy soldiers line up on the altar. I was never meant to drink that water. They'll remember me when I'm underground. Heavy is the crown. Never falter. Never let them bleed you out. I'm still standing when they try to bring my castle down. I'll never bow down. Heavy is the crown. When the weight of the world crashing, pushing you closer to the edge, closer to the edge, you'll find a way to get a little bit stronger to fight off the demons. Yeah. And then it repeats again. And I was like, oh, that's that cuts a little bit. That's oh, that really cuts. But at the same time, I feel that I feel that pressure that we put on ourselves to carve our own unique path to Make sure that the world remembers that we were there, that we showed up, that we lived in this world, and that we improved it, we made our mark, you know that that feeling of making your mark and then a couple of days after I listened to the song repeatedly, because that's how Spirit and I work, they send me a song, and then I'm so attracted to it that I listened to it repeatedly, 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 and then more things come in. I saw the interview with Chris Daughtry and Kelly Clarkson, and she asked him. You know, what was the inspiration? What is the song about? What, where, where did this song come from? And Chris's response is, we're all kind of stars in our own movie. We're all the leads in our own films. We're the king and queens of our own castles, and life has so much pressure to live, especially these days. Not only that, but the pressures of carving our own path without conforming to what everyone else thinks is normal. The daily choices we have to make, it, it just gets to be a lot of pressure that can sum up where and what the song speaks to and I can't agree more right when we get caught up in that how can we make this unique path how can we show up and make our mark in a way where people will remember us when we're gone it's not uncommon to wonder about it's not impossible to think that either in a subconscious or conscious level we want to make a difference we came here for a reason It wasn't just to exist and then go off into the sunset and have no one remember us. That's not why we're here. What would be the point of that? We want to make a difference. We all want to leave a mark in some way. We want to be remembered. And I think it's also important to note that I agree with the fact that we're all kings and queens in our own castle, in my opinion, in what I have come to believe is that each of us comes here as a soul with a particular purpose. It could be just simply to spread more love and compassion in the world. And that we have this specific set of desires that are placed in our heart that will help us accomplish that. And I think truly that the answer to creating a legacy that we can be proud of is simply to find who we truly are find our authentic self and follow our heart's desires creating the masterpieces that we came down here following those blueprints that we put in our heart when we came down here and shining in our authenticity that's truly what i feel is the most powerful and light and easy way to establish what our legacy is, you know, it's kind of funny. I I saw a meme the other day that I just had to capture on my phone because it was so perfect for the subject. Sometimes I get bogged down in how I can serve and why clients would choose to come to me versus someone else with more experience or whatever the list of self doubting reasons why other people would be better at at being a, a spiritual life coach for them or energy healer for them and. I just just happened to be scrolling through my Facebook and I saw this one that said, but they can't copy your spirit though. And how true is that? You can create this amazing business plan and have it out there in the world and your competitors are going to be able to look at it and they're going to be able to see what you're doing and how you're doing it. And if you're having a lot of success at it, they may implement similar strategies You know, because everybody wants to be able to serve and to be able to serve at their best and they want to attract clients too. And I think it's so important for us to remember that while we are struggling with trying to find our best way to show up in the world to be authentic and to make a difference and serve the world, to make it a better place and to make a positive impact on it, our authentic self is the way. It is the way. To show up, it is the way to leave a positive impact because no one, no matter what they copy, can copy you. So, two companies may have the exact same business plan, they may cost the exact same, but the person that you are working with, the ultimate person at the root of the company, is not going to be the same and cannot be replicated completely. There are no single two people out in the world that are exactly the same. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Whatever your business concept is, whatever your your creative outlet is that, that you're being called to do, you're going to attract the people that it will serve. And I think that's so powerful to understand because it releases the pressure on yourself to show up in a certain way and to make it powerful. Because it's easy. It's easy to just be yourself, right? When you figure out who you truly are and you stop caring so much about what every little person in the world has to say and you realize whose opinions of you really matter, the rest takes care of itself. On a more personal note, when I think of a person's individual legacy, I think of the intangibles as well. For example, I think of how a person that has left this world, how they impacted me by the love that they shared with me, by the examples that they set for me. For those of you that have been listening to each episode of my podcast, you know about my grandpa George. My grandpa George is my dad's father. He passed away in April of 2010. And he has been one of my main spiritual guides as far as family goes. We have honestly gotten closer since his passing and since my ability to communicate with the Non-physical has manifested, and he's always the one teasing me about <laughs> about going out in the rain. And he's always the one telling me that I can do it, and being my sounding board and giving me amazing advice, and just being a great, 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 great supporter in my current journey. And when I was trying to figure out how I was going to talk about legacy, I couldn't help but think of his and what his legacy is to me. And I remember. At his funeral, the priest talked about this man of great faith and how he was a farmer his entire life. And every single year, he put his faith to the test by spending all of this money on things to plant and and to prep the land and to take care of the land. And then he'd plant his crops and then he would just hope that God would give him the good weather have a bountiful harvest in the fall so he could get money back to support his family for another year. And not only did he plant crop after crop after crop, but he also was a man of great love for family. And he, at the time of his passing, I'll never forget, the priest had All of his, can't remember if he had his kids, but he did have all of his grandkids and everyone related by blood come up to the front of the church. And he said, look around at George's legacy. Look at all these people that because of George and Lillian's love were created and will go on and out into the world and remember had these people and the things that they taught them will be continued on in these new people. And just so you have some statistics, my grandpa had 10 kids. He had 43 grandchildren. And as of a couple weeks ago, his great-grandchildren total was up to 82. He's got six step-grandkids and one great-great-grandbaby. And to me, those statistics are astonishing. It's honestly incomprehensible to me how one person loving another person can somehow create all of that as part of just simply love just because they loved each other. I think that's amazing. But what's even more amazing is the lessons, the values that those two people had and have passed on through the generations that will continue being passed down through more generations and more people. So when I think of my grandfather, I think of a very strong man. I think of a proud man, I think of a very loving man who had great faith in God. He was a man of few words, but he led by example. He was funny. He was loving. Family was the most important thing to him. Family and faith were the most important thing to him. And he loved his John Deere tractors. My grandfather passed these attributes on to so many people, so many people that will remember him and think of the love that he shared for them, for the hard work that he put in to put food on the table and to raise them up in this world and to show them how to love other people and how to extend grace and how to help a friend in a time of need. He was always there whenever you were in need. And he took such great pleasure in planting his crop and his John Deere tractors and in taking care of those things that he was able to buy for the farm, you know, whether it be a tractor or a piece of equipment. He always valued the things that he had in his life. So he took care of them because he knew that if he took care of them, they would take care of him. They would last longer and they could get more accomplished together. These attributes, these non-tangible attributes that my grandfather passed on to his kids who then passed on to their kids and so on and so forth. The faith, the love, the unending, caring, other people and the pure enjoyment of getting the family together and having a party and celebrating together and the willingness to help out a friend or a family member in times of need. Those are the things that I think my grandfather would want to be remembered for. And those are the things that make me very proud to be his granddaughter. And I'm not saying that Grandpa George was always perfect because no one is. But I do believe that he did the best that he could. And I do believe that the things he passed down are phenomenal and and amazing. And I'm proud. of of that I'm proud of who he was and I'm proud of who that who I have become because of his influence directly and indirectly he is still constantly guiding me so I feel privileged and honored because of that you know it's kind of funny when I think of someone's legacy I think it's truly the things that you do each day every day that when you show up and you be who you are. I think it's those little things consistently that is your lasting legacy towards others. And I think it's so funny. This is I, I wanted to share this story with you because it's a family story that we've all taken great pleasure in listening to. My grandpa was, some would say he was a, a sterner man. He had a lot of responsibility in his life, even at a young age. He lost his father, I believe, when he was 19, 20 years old, and he had 11 siblings that he helped his mother raise after that. And then he went on to have 10 kids to raise. So he had a lot of responsibilities and a lot of people that, that depended on him for much of his life. He did his job so well, you know, given all the circumstances, I feel like he did a very good job. And he loved his wife so much. I think that's something that everyone in his family will remember of him is that he loved and cared for her and and everyone in his family, but he really had a special spot for her. So a family story that we all have heard time and time again and, and find hilarious is when my grandma and grandpa first moved to the area that they settled in, my grandma wanted to do something really nice for him. And she wanted to make him pancakes for breakfast. And she went in the pantry and saw this mix already in there. So she thought, oh, how nice, you know, so-and-so that we got the house from left left us flour behind. So she went and made his pancakes with this flour and they were really flat and I think gritty, grainy type stuff when they went to eat them. But what I remember is he didn't really complain much and he ate them and They they definitely were not his mother's pancake, but he didn't criticize his wife for them or anything. And he just ate them because his love of his life had made them for him and they went about their business. They eventually found out that it wasn't flour that had been left behind. It was actually wallpaper paste that she had made these pancakes. So, but you know, my grandfather being who he was, being that loving soul, he ate those pancakes. (laughs) And to me, it's things like that. It's that show a person's true character. And those are the things that we pass down to others. How we act each day, those are the things that matter, especially when we're on it, when we're true to who we are and we honor who we are. I think that's what's going to make the profound difference in the world. A couple of weeks ago, a professor that I follow on Facebook had posted a poem that had been read at one of his friend's funerals. And I don't know who originally wrote this poem, but I thought it was poignant to this topic. And I wanted to end today's podcast with this poem just as something to consider, just something to contemplate in your time. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on the tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of birth, and he spoke the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that they spent alive on earth. And now only those who love them know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough, if we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real, and always try to understand the way other people feel. And be less quick to anger and show appreciation more. And love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect, and more often wear a smile. Remembering this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say and how you spent your dash? I love you all. I hope you find your way to leave your mark in the world. And I hope that you enjoy each and every single day while you're here. As always, I thank you so much for spending your time with me, and I wish you the most love, light, and inspiration. With all of my love, Yara Rose.